Hello, listeners, and welcome to session one of Shadow Over Amber Island, an actual play recording of Shadow of the Demon Lord. Today, you will notice that we have two new voices on the recording. They were not able to make session zero last time, so... The beginning is going to be spent introducing the new characters. And also of note is that Adam, the player of Hester Henry, is not able to make it today, so he will not be showing up today in the podcast. However, he is mentioned quite a few times because PD has quite an affinity for him because it's his mentor. And without further ado, I shall leave you with session one of Shadow Over Amber Island, entitled A Phantom Menace. And so after a little bit of time, Everybody started talking and getting to know the newcomers and explaining a little bit of what they understand of what's going on. Pretty much the answer almost everyone has given was, there's foul magic in the air, don't get bitten, or you will not die. Father Henry, that's not very good. Didn't you get bitten? Yeah, well, he's got magical healing. He can take care of himself. Oh, okay. I think. I still keep pastoring him about it. I'm just what a... happens to your soul if you don't die? You have to wander the earth, consuming the flesh of man. Pushing more and more unpleasant morality questions on him. <laughs> right. But um, some of the people do mention that there is a uh, apprentice wizard, a magician in town, or in the, the building, that might know a little bit more about what's going on, because Magical Storms, apprentice magician, you know, he'd be the person to talk to. Any sort of collection plates going around? <laughs> Not exactly a collection plate going around, but there is a an alms box up toward the uh, the altar in the front. I'll start passing a collection plate around. Are you collecting money for you or for... Oh, yes, yes, of course. Okay, just making sure. But that's not something I come out right and say, it's just... No. And unfortunately, there aren't that many people with any amount of money left because they pretty much put it all on the, uh, the box up front hoping that the new god will protect them and save them from this horrible fate that has befallen their island. Hmm, okay. Well, I kind of mechanically raise an eyebrow and you hear it go, as a judge, look at them with my dead hollow eyes. They're a little taken aback by you because they there are a few clockwork in town, but, you know, they're more of a manual laborer, brain, or bronze, not brain, and they don't talk much. Mm-hmm. So okay. you're, you're kind of an oddity to them, and they don't quite know how to react to that, especially after the entire ordeal that they're going through. It's still ongoing. Okay, well, uh, that's all I'm doing for this scene for the moment. If it's all right with you, I was going to just be kind of creepily skulking around the thing, observing humans with my, uh, you know, with my hood completely pulled up. and <laughs> <laughs> Creepy guy in the corner. This is how they deal with adversity. Yes. <laughs> so do you guys want to talk to the local magician's apprentice to find out what the hell's going on? Yeah, I'll go talk to him. Yeah. Do you have alms for the for weary travelers? Going up to the magician's apprentice. So I'll look up with my, you know, snot-stained face and bloodshot eyes and... I, what? I, I don't know what's going on. Alms for we- Money. Do you have money? No. Yes. I've been eaten in two days. Oh, that's unfortunate. Who are you? I'm Petey. I'm, I'm Bendis. What's going on? Do you know what's going on? What happened to that ship? I wanted to get on that ship. Father Henry told me to come talk to you and ask you what's going on, because apparently you know what's going on. Uh, no. Somebody told you wrong. Okay. What are you? What, what's going on? Are you, are you going to get out of here? 
Well, the ship blew up, so you guys are probably going, all going to die here. No, it looks like everyone else is going to die here. So we have we brought a big big orc, and he's going to protect us. So we'll be fine. Well, can I can I come with you? I don't want to die. I don't want to die here. I am not going to physically stop you from following us. Okay. But if it, you have that, any money, it would be very appreciated. I'm I'm sorry. I I don't. I I did until a few weeks ago, but now I've I've got nothing. I got the clothes on my back. That's it. Okay. And I will. I mean, just full turn around and go back to the orc. Uh, I'm I'm going to walk up to the uh, to the changeling, have, having overheard this conversation, and I'm going to put a cold metallic hand on his shoulder and go. You mentioned not having eaten in two days. Then you mentioned a fear of death. Do you believe that this lack of nutrition plays into your fear of death? Is it a deep emptiness within yourself? No, it's people getting eaten by zombies. Uh, I don't know what's going on. So you are facing multiple reminders of your mortality. Yes, who are you? <laughs> if you look over inside the robe, there's just not even completely, like, there's just, like, this vague hint of eyes and sort of a mouth on the uh, face inside the... Uh... Oh. I have been called Silencer. If it eases your mind, I no longer kill those that work magic. Oh, God! <laughs> Worst day ever! <laughs> I'll chase after Petey. Wait, I remember something! <laughs> now that I've had a chance to think about it... What is it? Souls are not leaving the bodies. Uh-oh, Father Henry, that doesn't sound very good. What if your soul won't leave the body? Then you won't go see the new god. Did he get bit? He got bit. He's going to turn into a zombie. Well, he got bit a little bit. couple steps backward, <laughs> making, the, making the magical voodoo. Oh, God, I wish we're here, actually. Well, guys, if, if you need a place to hole up... Um, I, I actually live here in town. Well, my my parents lived here in town before they kicked me out, but I think they're dead. Okay, let's go see what they have. But you can you can come <laughs> stay at, at my villa. You have a villa. Let's go. But wait first. I I will go up to the priest. Who is this collection box for? <laughs> Just kind of looks at you, then looks at the um, the altar that's dedicated to the new god, and says to God. Okay. Can we take it? <laughs> no, you are not God. We have a we have a priest with us. Well, he can collect money for the new God on your travels, but this money has already been collected for the new God. But we're working for the new God's benefit. We're here to here to solve the problems for the new God. So well, can we have it? Once you solve the problems, we can discuss. But how are we going to solve the problems if we don't have enough money to solve the problems? Money do does not want, solve do problems. Not want, do you not want this island to be saved? <laughs> Money that only causes think. problems. It's not, well, a, I, not a solution. Okay, then we'll take it away from you. <laughs> take away all your problems. You should not burden yourself with this, my child. Go, figure out what is wrong. Come back with good news and glory. Father Henry, he's not very charitable for a priest of the new guy. I'm going to ask the uh, changeling, were your parents to suddenly become deceased, would this play into your sense of mortality, or would you be relieved that that burden was taken off of you? It just burst into tears. I mean, this is right to the heart of the big sore spot in his life, and you're digging your fist in there. Just burst into tears and doesn't even answer, just keeps leading towards the, towards the home, just sobbing. Ah, tear ducts. As we're walking, I'm going to ask uh, Bendis. I know he's, he's sobbing and crying here, but if we need better weapons. Where can where can I get a sword or a shield? 
Um, I I know there's some some shops in town, um, but I, I don't have any. I never really got into the swords and shields and stuff. I like numbers. If only the new god had supplied us with enough money to buy swords and shields. I say I accelerate my or amplify my vocal capacitors to make sure the priest can hear us. Why well, you were going somewhere interesting, so I thought I would tag along. Okay, I keep going. So it, it takes you about an hour and a half or so to get into town, and then another hour or so sneaking around trying to avoid where you can both hear and smell the zombies. Bendis is actually leading the way because he knows his town better than anybody, and you guys manage to make it to the blacksmith shop fairly easily. I'll tell Bendis, you are very brave for leading this expedition. At least half of us would not be consumed, for we do not have traditional flesh. I see, I see that. That just means they're going to come after me. This is likely, yes. So you make it to the uh, smith shop, and there's several incomplete um, items you know, that it was trying to work on. Most of it farming implements, um, shovels, rakes, pitchforks. Looks like there's a, a plow or two that was getting getting put together. You know, plenty of, of harnesses for animals. Uh, a couple weapons, you know, short swords. No heavy armor, but there's some uh, leathers. Most of it use, used by the blacksmith to protect him from the heat, but some heavy leathers for uh, trappers and people who spend um, days on end in the wilderness to uh, help them better survive. Bendis will stay outside. He knows where the blacksmith shop is, but for the first time in his life, he's just totally weirded out about the idea of going in there with all the iron in there, and he doesn't really understand why, but there's something about the blacksmith shop that's very frightening. I check behind the counter for uh, the coin, a coin purse or anything. Uh, give me a perception challenge roll with one bane. Search for a donation. Okay, so my perception, I believe, is 10, so it's a straight d20. I rolled a one on the bane, and a, I'm going to spend my fortune to turn that into a success. Okay, so you find um, 1d6 silver. Nice. Hey, Bendis, do me a favor. Don't, don't tell Petey where the town bank is, okay? Okay. I find four silver. Excellent. I'm gonna, I want to take a shield, and you said that there's short swords, but not long swords, correct? Right. I'll take that, though, and a short sword if I can. And there, there was... Can I find a long knife? I'm much more comfortable with a long knife. Any sort of repair tools? Um, I'm sure there's going to be repairing tools because that's kind of what a blacksmith does. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> Fixes stuff. Uh, I will collect those and give them to the orc. Look what I found. An anvil? What are you going to do with an anvil? <laughs> Not an anvil. The hammer and the kind of wrench and... Uh, Look at all of this. I once saw someone tied to an anvil and then thrown in a lake. We waited to see when the bubbles stopped. According to the amount of time that it took for the bubbles to stop, we determined whether or not they were a practitioner of witchcraft. Were they? No. Well, Grod, here. You can you can keep these, and then when, uh, when we get hurt, you can fix us. So as you guys step outside, you're all kind of walking out of the, out of the door and fanning out, and the camera's panning back, and it's this nice group shot with everybody in their makeshift outfits, looking all haggard and worn. Um, you guys hear some shuffling and from the storage shed around the corner, or around the corner of the storage shed, walks out four 
shambling corpses. And uh, one of them is not so much shambling as dragging. Like, it looks like one of his legs is, was broken. So he's stepping forward and then just dragging the leg behind. So it's thump, drag, thump, drag, thump as he's walking. The other three are quite happy to move at a, a normal pace. All right, I'm going to kind of squeal and position myself so that Silencer is in between me and the zombies. These are not members of your family, are they? No, that's Derek the blacksmith. Mm. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking for the... Here we go. So the um, right around the corner, it's about 15 yards distance as they start closing in on you guys. Mm. And they're, are they between us and Venice's house, or which direction are they coming from? Um, the blacksmith is kind of in a cul-de-sac, so you've got the blacksmith, and right next to the blacksmith you've got the, the armorer, and then on the other side of the blacksmith you've got um, the storage shed. You know, from the size of it, they probably he probably shares his storage space with the leather working shop next door. So it's kind of the only way out. They are they are between us and the one escape. Right. So, I mean, yeah. if you wanted to, you could run around behind the buildings and try to get around them that way. But they're in the way of your direct your direct path. What should we do, guys? We could run. They're only they're only really interested in the fleshy ones of us, and we could get away. We could yeah, stand yeah. fast and allow the fleshy ones to run away. Why? I have heard people make this sort of sacrifice before, especially when they are not delicious to the things attacking them. Those people are damn fools. All right, well, let's hit them then, I guess, and I will get ready for yeah. that. Yeah, as, as, whether they run or not, I'm going to pull out the bow, and you know, either I'm covering them or we're standing firm and fighting and I'm shooting them. Okay. I'm going to move towards the... Zombies, actually. What is right. the um? What is the nature of the storm? Um, the nature of the storm is that it's off in the distance, not hanging over your shoulders. Um, there, there are small pockets of uh, storm clouds left, but none of them are centered on the town. Uh, okay, so they're 15 feet away. I am going to wait, triggered action to attack them with my trickery once they are in range. Okay, so we're moving into the structured rounds. So who is going to be taking a fast turn? I'll go ahead and take a fast turn, uh, and I kind of wanted to take a staggering shot at the lead zombie. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see how this goes. <laughs> Their defense is eight. Well, that's good, because the, uh, the Bane gave me a negative one, so that brings me to 17, and then my agility brings it back up to 18. So, okay. so you managed to... Exceed their defensive eight. Yes, and um, I rolled five for damage, and I don't know if he falls down or not. Uh, you said you rolled a five for damage. Yes. So he does not fall down defeated, but he has to make his agility challenge roll. But he has an agility of eight, so he's at minus two. <laughs> oh, nat twenty. Oh, I'm just gonna say. I mean, I was basically trying to uh, aim for maybe like the forehead, and then kind of take him back so that he, you know, toppled over backwards when it, when he overstepped his balance. And instead of hitting him in the forehead, I got him, like, right in the throat. <laughs> Did do, you said five damage? Yeah. All right, anybody else doing a fast turn? Yeah, I will do a fast turn. So I'm having a really bad day, and uh, I just met these people here that I kind of like. I'm going to try out this new uh, storm thing that uh, I've been working on the last couple weeks. So I'll turn, put my hands out, and uh, cast a spell. And, um, <laughs> um, I got a 17. Yes, their defense is 8. Okay, so <laughs> I put my hands out. I've got one hand. I've got my amulet clenched in one hand, and lightning kind of drops down from the sky, touches my fingertips, and then jumps into the first zombie 
lights him up and then arcs over to the second zombie in line and lights him up. There's a massive ba-boom as the thunder catches up and, and it's very bright and very dazzling like an Iron Maiden concert. <laughs> and it does... Let's see, I did not roll 20 plus. So the first zombie gets hit, takes uh, 6 plus 2 is 8. Second zombie hit a 16, so it takes 4 plus 2 is 6. Okay, so the first zombie gets taken out. So go ahead and describe how your lightning fries the zombie. So as a kid, I was I was a big fan of what did I say, Derek Blacksmith. Mm-hmm. But as a zombie, he's not uh, he's not a friend at all. So the first bolt of lightning just hits him. It it actually arcs through the arrow that's sticking in his throat. Uh, just <laughs> splits him right in half. Pieces fly everywhere. Giblets. So does it does it actually take him out or does it? Yeah, the first oh. zombie. They've only got ten hit points. Oh 10. yeah, so he kind of explodes. <laughs> And then it arcs over to the second zombie who uh, is shocked and does a little bit of a dance, but I guess stays upright. And a- after he does that, I look at him and go, that was impressive, friend Bendis. I would have killed you from hiding from a great distance. <laughs> thank-, thank you, I-, I guess. I'm still practicing. It'll get better. So, Anthony, Clinton, you guys going to be doing a fast turn or slow turn? Uh, I'm doing a triggered for whenever they get into range. Okay, so the trigger is the first one who gets close enough to you to, to hit? Correct. Okay. So I'll charge and then um, wing with my uh, new short sword at that, that closest one. Uh, I got a two. Which is definitely not enough to hit. Yeah, I probably ran right past him and swung it air. He's running, the coward! <laughs> no, you run toward him, and um, the way I see it is that you, like, you lop off his arm but was already hanging by a thread anyway, so the zombie doesn't even realize. Because, you know, he got zapped by lightning, and so his body kind of spasmed, and part of his flesh was falling off anyway. It wasn't his good arm. It was his bad arm. All right, and so um, for the fast turn, the zombie who you tried to attack is going to turn and attempt to bite you. And what's your defense? Uh, see, I have 11 plus the deal that gives me a 12. And this is just a straight d20 roll, because his strength is zero. And I got a 12. You said that 12 is your defense? Yes, yeah. It, he manages to, uh, to bite the soft, fleshy bits on, on your shoulder, and he deals a whopping 2 damage. Oh, no, no. He's going to become a zombie. And you have to make a strength challenge roll to uh, avoid being diseased. Okay. I have a plus strength of 12, so I have a plus 2. And if anybody ah. has any fortune to... Um, I think I will, I will grant my fortune to the orc. Okay, so I had a four, plus two, so I had a six, and then the boons are so five, so eleven total. Okay, so you you feel the uh, this like acidic feeling in in your arm as he's biting you. It it burns a little bit, but you're like, yeah, I'm a fucking orc. So you you can feel that his uh, saliva is trying to uh, contaminate you, but it's just you're too badass and tough for that shit. So um, the other two zombies are going to take a slow turn. One of them is going to head up toward, uh, go up next to Anthony and try to bite him again. And the other one's going to head toward the group. You're all kind of standing around right next to each other, right? Oh, I'm cowering behind someone. Well, Petey, um, I'll let your uh, prepared attack go off first before we try to bite. So I'm doing this with Um, Okay. I'm kind of trying to cower back like a child and look terrified and then just come in with the staff and sweep the legs and I roll a 6 on the boon and a 7 on the dice plus 3. Uh, so I got a 16. Awesome. So then this is d6 plus 1. Plus two. d6. 
when oh, you attack well, another D6. Yep. When you attack with trickery, you get a D6 damage. <laughs> Eight total. Okay. And then he's going to bite you or attempt to bite you anyway. He's going to like bash at you with his fist, trying to knock the your weapon arm away and mm. clamp down on, on your wrist. With a 10. Nope. Probably not going to hit your defense. All right. And Grodd, the second zombie, comes up, and he's looking kind of hungry. He saw the one manage to take a bite out of you, so he's like, yeah, free food. But with a 3, uh, feel free to describe how poorly the zombie does not. Okay. Uh, so I got bit by the first one, obviously, and kicked off. So I, I see that second one coming in, and I, using my uh, sword arm, I brush him off or knock him down with my uh, sword arm and and knock him away or try to knock him down with the sword. I'm sorry, with the shield. So with the with the sh- my shield arm, I'm bashing or trying to push the uh, the second one away from me as I recover from the bite from the first one. Alrighty, so that's the end of the round and um, beginning of the next. I'm going to do a fast turn. This okay. Time, since I don't have to move this time. Right. Uh, I will also fast turn. So we'll let Grod go first, since he's kind of in the thick of things right. right now. All right, so so we have one orc that, or one orc, one zombie that's down. We've got the orc ran up to the rest of the zombies, and are the three of them clustered around him? Or um, there's there's two clustered around him, and then there's um, one that one is, that came up to the group okay. came up to uh, Petey because he looked like an easy prey, being all tricksy and shit. All right, so um, you've got two zombies on you, Grod. Yeah. So the uh, the one that bit me, I'm going to uh, use my short sword and try to stab him right through the throat. Take his head right off. Okay. Uh, defensive eight. That hasn't changed. Okay. I got an eight, and then I get a boon with that. That's six, so uh, 14. That is more than I'm enough. Math, right. And then the sword does 1d6 damage, and I got a three. Alrighty, so he is um, definitely... If he was still alive, he'd be feeling it, but being a zombie, he's not. So he has one uh, damage left before he goes down. So um, go ahead and describe how you uh, nearly take out the, the walking corpse. So uh, as I you know, brush back that uh, second one that came in last uh, a second ago, I, I knocked him with the, door, or the shield to get him away from me. And then since this guy, the guy on my right bit me uh, earlier, I was ticked off at him, so I uh, took my... Uh, short sword and rammed it right through his throat and went it you know went clean through his uh, neck and what's left of his blood gushed out the back of his neck and then he he staggers back and you know goes back three four five feet and he's staggering and near collapse and if he could look at you you could you would be able to see hunger in his eyes but his head's kind of kind of like nearly head, headless Nick from Harry Potter just hanging on by just a little bit oh who else was taking a fast turn uh, I am. Just going back at the guy who's attacking me using finesse. So that is not going to do it. A four total. All right. So as you try to try to stab him again, uh, he manages to throw up an arm, trying to knock your hand away, but your blade gets stuck in the in the meat of the forearm, and it kind of you hear this this disgusting squishing sound. And then as his his arm continues, part of the flesh stays on your blade and kind of weighs it down to uh, prevent it from actually hitting any of the, the vital areas. Ooh. I'm going to try and shake, off the, shake it off. That area has too much plane. meat. Any other fast turns? Bendis, silencer, you can do a fast turn or slow turn? Um, I'm going to do a slow turn. Bendis, you doing a slow turn as well? Yes. 
So the uh, three remaining zombies are going to just keep on doing what they're doing. Alright, so I've got one zombie who is missing a chunk of meat from his arm who's going to attack Petey in his, uh, in his advantageous position. Ooh, that's a one. So <laughs> feel free to describe how the zombie does not bite you. I'm, I'm trying to get the what's left on the blade. I'm trying to get it, and it finally comes off and gets right in its face, and he's... Even, even he doesn't like the meat when it's that close, so he's just batting at his face after he comes at me and gets fully distracted. And then the other two are trying to um, beat down the uh, huge orc because he's big. There's lots of meat. It'll feed the zombies quite nicely. Um, one is going to miss, but a 13 is going to hit, and you take a whopping one damage. I'm rolling really poorly on my damage rolls. <laughs> That's okay. And uh, yet again, you have, to yeah, make a, okay. you have to make a strength challenge roll to avoid becoming diseased. Right. I uh, got a four. <laughs> All right, so you are diseased, which means until you are no longer diseased, you have a bane on all of your d20 rolls. Mm. All right, so slow turns. What I would like to do is I'm going to take another staggering shot, and then I'm going to drop my bow and close with my knife so that I can help out the orc since obviously the other zombie is chewing on Petey, which is fine, because then it's not chewing on my fleshy friend. Makes sense to me. So, I'm going to take a staggering shot. So is there anything else other than the normal? Okay. Nope. So, that is terrible. <laughs> that, that is a sick... Um, I imagine the arrow goes, like, way way wide and kind of, like, almost nicks uh, Grodd's ear. Then I drop works. the bow, and I'll draw, draw the long knife, and I'll close the distance with the... Uh, with the zombies so that I'm right up next to them so that they have something else to chew on other than the orc. Sounds good. And Bendis. Okay. So I'm going to kind of shove the zombie. Bendis is going to kind of shove the zombie that's on Petey. And as he does the shove, I'm going to launch a shock. So uh, looks like a will attack against agility. Which is also 8. Okay. Uh, 12. Is definitely more than 8. It is more than 8. Takes 1d6 damage. It's going to be six. All right, that is enough for the zombie to melt. So go ahead and describe how disgustingly awesome you do that. Okay, so I put my hands on him and I go to shove him, and the zombie starts and just explodes. And uh, it's such a forceful shock that some of it actually goes into Petey and makes him kind of go for just a second. But then the zombie just goes over the walls. Sorry. Many crevices I have. Sorry. Oh, oh, even I can't quite reach to get it out of all the different clockworks that I've geared. <laughs> I'm, I'm still learning how to do this. The storm stuff is new. Sorry. And then um, just basically going to fall back a little bit. Not into the blacksmith shop because there's a lot of iron in there that I don't want to get anywhere near, but just kind of back to where there's a, maybe a little bit of cover. Uh, fast turn because the zombies all went. So this is round three. Round three. I will take a fast turn to stab one of these ones that's trying to eat my orc friend. Okay, so there are two uh, zombies. There's one that seems to be have, have been left alone, and there's uh, the second zombie who has his head almost falling off. I trust Grodd to take care of the one that's damaged, so I will uh, stab the other one. <laughs> I will swing a knife at the other one. Let me amend that. That was a grand total of six again. Well, you managed to get its attention, but... Do not eat that orc. And he just kind of turns and 
looks at you, and as he looks at you, one eye is facing this direction, and one eye is like just all glazed over with a scab. It's pretty disgusting. You're pretty sure that if you um, turned your olfactory senses up a little bit, you could smell the pus oozing from his eyeballs. Don't do that. No one wins if you do that. But I am here to observe mankind. <laughs> I guess if you're going to experience all of it, the smells. Alrighty, anybody else on a fast turn? I want to go fast. So um, you have the one zombie in front of you, his head's almost uh, fallen off. He's got one point of damage left, and then the other zombie is completely hale. Bastard. Yeah, so the the health, quote-unquote healthy zombie, I'm going to uh, close in on him and try the same brick with my sword, you know, right through his neck if I can. And again, his uh, defense is 8. I got an 11. Yes. And I, yeah, I lost my uh, boon, but I did, I don't think I needed it. Right, so go ahead so and roll correct. Yeah, you only need yeah, it. So it's a 1d6. Uh, 4. Alrighty. Anybody else for a fast turn? Nope. Bendis, you taking a nope. fast or a slow again? I'll do slow. Okay. So the uh, two zombies left. One, oops, those are D6s. Those are not going to hit anybody's defense. Let me grab the <laughs> D20s. <laughs> um, the one zombie turns its attention toward uh, Silencer because you, know, you tried to take out his bowels, which he kind of <laughs> needs for not digesting the, the orc meat that he's trying to eat. He still thinks he needs it. It's fine. And I got an 11. I don't know what your defense is. 13. Okay. Well, that's right. You're clockwork. And the other one, um, he's probably going to go after you, too, because uh, the orc has been uh, diseased. Doesn't taste as good. And I rolled an 8, so regardless, um, go ahead and describe how the zombies managed to not think they're really poor teeth into your not-quite-flesh. I'm going to say the first one, since that was between my agility and my, def my defense, that sounds like he, like, he grabbed me, but he like sunk his teeth into a really solid bit of metal, which didn't do any good at all, and I just kind of shook him off. And then the other one, as I was shaking him off, I kind of was spinning around, and he missed me as, as I was spinning the other one off of me. Alrighty, so uh, slow turns. All right, okay. so I'm going to rush forward and try the same sort of sh um, shoving, shocking action on one of the zombies that's jumping on Silencer. <clears throat> You're going for the one with one health left or the one with six health left? I'm going to go for the one with one health left. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting emboldened, but I'm not stupid. All right, so 21. So I think that's 1d6 plus a d6. Oh, no, so it's 1d6, and then the target is dazed because it's over 20, but I don't think it's going to survive the... It's not. As long as you roll a 1 or higher on a d6, you're going to take him out. I got a 5. So same thing. So just run and shove, and in the shoving process, it just splatters. Just and, uh, again, At least it splatters away. Right, yeah. For everybody this time. And, and again, because Silencer is a clockwork, he kind of gets a little bit of that jolt as well for just a second. <laughs> I can smell purple. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm learning to control it. Alright, uh, PD, you're the only one who hasn't gone, right? Yep. Uh, so there's one guy left, and so I'm going to run up on him and try and jump on his back like I'm going for a piggyback, except I'm going to club him. And I'm probably going to say, wee, as I do it. I would be disappointed if you didn't. So, that zombie's got a pretty mouth. <laughs> and I think this falls under trickery. I'm going to throw that. Uh... See, that is a 10 plus 5, 15. That exceeds their defensive 8. Okay. Then 2d6 for an attack. 
plus one, so that's seven. That's enough to do them in. So go ahead and describe uh, how you do in this uh, last zombie. Uh, I clamber up his back, and he just, even though his mind is gone and everything is just all-consuming hunger, everyone instinctually goes for the piggyback ride. So he grabs me and supports me, and I'm kind of riding for a bit, and then I just uh, do, like, nine iron swing to his head. Fall to the ground. That was fun! That was scary! Oh, you're made of you're made of meat, though. Uh, yeah, I can. I guess that might have been scary. So I'm gonna find like you know the the cooling trough that's out in back of the blacksmith shed here, where you know as they finish pounding things, they they dunk it in the barrel of water, and I'm desperately trying to clean the icker off of my hands as I it's cooked baked zombie icker, desperately trying to get it off, and it's just not coming off. I'm going to see if any of their tongues are intact. Um, one of them is. Fascinating. I will cut the tongue out with my long knife. 